Welcome to What's Happening in Harm Reduction, news and information affecting public health. Here's former police chief Mark Spahn. Today we're talking with Sergeant William Doherty of the Floral Park Police Department in Nassau County. Sergeant Doherty, what's your experience been with heroin and overdoses in your area? In recent years, police have been carrying naloxone, or Narcan, to reverse opioid overdoses. Are police on Long Island carrying Narcan? Yes. It started uh, with a couple of pilot programs. So the patrol borough of Staten Island in the NYPD was the first in the NYPD, probably about four years ago now. Suffolk County started it probably about three years ago now, and Nassau County maybe 18 months, and I, I think of Under Section 3309 of the New York State Public Health Law, trained overdose responders are able to carry and administer the opioid antagonist naloxone, or Narcan. There are training programs that are run by medical facilities and community-based organizations, but I understand that you have some news about your department. Just a few years ago, naloxone was injected, but now the popular form for trained responders and many first responders is the intranasal atomizer. That must make things a lot easier when you're training the public and getting them over any concerns about handling needles. It's really an incredible advancement. So like you said, being that it's a drug, it can be administered through the route that any drug can go. It can go up your nose, it can go in your IV, it can go in your bones, it can go down an ET tube or in your jugular vein. But the nice thing about this is there's no more sharps. You take a a vial of uh, the drug and a plunger, which has a recessed needle that even if you were trying to puncture your skin with, you really couldn't, and a foam atomizer that fits perfectly in your nostrils. And when it's dispensed to the person, into half of a dose into each nostril, it atomizes such that millions of little droplets of the medication get absorbed in the surface area of each one of your nostrils. And the route is relatively rapid. It brings on a, a rapid withdrawal from the drug. And it's safe because now people who are not medical professionals don't have to worry about sharps. Sergeant, why is it important to get naloxone in the field and in the hands of more than just the first responders? Well, unfortunately, these opiates are so prevalent now. The 
word I like to use with the cops is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. People who are not your typical overdose victim could now be an overdose victim. So it could be somebody who had back surgery and got addicted to the prescription opiates. It could be a hardcore drug addict. It could be an accidental overdose. It could be a kid that, that grabbed an opiate from grandma's medicine chest. And now the fact that you don't have to wait to call 911 because I've provided it to you or somebody in our situation has provided it to you and you might have it in your house, you can administer it, reverse the overdose, bring them back from the brink of death, and then call 911 and we'll take it from there. I understand that even if a rescuer is mistaken about an opioid OD and they administer Narcan, the Narcan doesn't pose a health risk. It's almost impossible to have a side effect. So if you look at the literature provided by the manufacturer, there are infinitesimal percentages of side effects. But generally speaking, naloxone or Narcan will not harm a person. I could put it in my nose right now. And unless I'm allergic to the foam that the applicator is made from, I won't have, it will have no effect on me. It will only have effect on opiates, not even other drugs like, like uh, THC or cocaine or meth. It will only affect opiates and it will only take effect if you have opiates in your system. It's really absolutely without risk. I, I mean, absolutely, absolutely is a tough word. The lawyer in me says, never says absolutely, but it's so largely without risk, the risk is infinitesimal. How does the Opioid Overdose Prevention Program operate? An interested agency, whether it's a school or a rehab facility or a hospital or a clinic or a police department or even an EMS agency, applies to the state of New York through the Department of Health to become an Opioid Overdose Prevention Program. They have to provide a clinical director, which is usually a physician or a physician assistant or a nurse practitioner, and a program director. So in our case, I'm the program director, and we have a very civic-minded physician in town who serves as the clinical director. The clinical director agrees to write non-patient-specific prescriptions to the program, which allows us to dispense what would ordinarily have been a prescription-only medication, the Narcan or the Naloxone. And as part of that, we can conduct training to people who are kind of non-traditional recipients of the training, not first responders. They could be school nurses, they could be moms and dads, they could be coaches, anybody who's interested. The ability for us to conduct the training and then give them the Narcan is unique now through this law. There are some reporting requirements. We have to let the state know how many times we do it and how many times we've used it and saved people with it and how many times we've, we've dispensed it. And there is also liability immunity written into the law whereby the clinical director, the program director, the trainers, the recipients, everybody involved, whether you're giving it to somebody or using it on somebody, is immune from liability criminally, civilly, and administratively as long as they're acting in good faith. So if you make a mistake, uh, you know, that, that's something that gets especially the clinical directors who might be liability conscious to be willing to be involved. Where do you provide these trainings and how long are they? My trainings are 50 minutes to an hour, five zero minutes to an hour uh, via PowerPoint and video. For the police officers, I do it in the police station. But what we're going to do for other groups is we're going to take it on the road to them. I understand that your public program has just started, but have there been any saves? We've only been registered since like April 25th, so no. Not since we've been registered, but since we've been an agency using it. We have used it six or seven times, and three of them were saves. And twice on the same person. 
Sergeant, any advice for police agencies that might want to replicate what you're doing in Floral Park? Uh, they should not be the least bit hesitant to find somebody in the police department who's interested in the program and competent and apply because this is this is what cops do now. You know, we, we constantly go to these aided cases where people overdose. And if we can fix the problem and address it and bring somebody back to life, it, it can be very rewarding. It's very non-traditional, hard to get cops to buy into. But I can almost guarantee you every police department in the state has a police officer who, who knows or loves somebody that this could happen to. Thanks, Sergeant Doherty. According to the CDC, opioid overdose deaths continue to be the leading cause of drug-related deaths. There have been many accounts of lives saved because of the use of naloxone. To learn more about opioid overdose prevention programs in New York State, visit the Department of Health website at health.ny.gov. Thanks for joining us for What's Happening in Harm Reduction. Share your thoughts with us at info at spawngroup.com. <laughs>